0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the One Peace of Mind podcast. I am your host, Nico White, and it's been a minute. It's been a minute because I've had um, a lot of construction going on around the area. But that is neither here nor there. The machines are not on right now. It is briskly 441 in the morning, 526-2021. And ladies and gentlemen, today we're going to be discussing chapter One thousand and 13 of one piece so if you aren't already caught up please catch yourself up or spoiler alerts ahead so the title of this chapter was anarchy and the bm which just stood for anarchy and big mom the cover the cover um page this week was sanji you know what i'm saying Zoro's in the background sleeping and sanji is envisioning how he'll cook up a shark that looks just like zoro it's just a shark with um three swords so I just want to say that this chapter was a, a really nice setup chapter with a really dope curveball thrown to us at the end. So we start back where we left off in chapter 10, 12 with Big Mom, Nami, and Alti all in the same area post the Otama attack. Now when Alti hit Tama last week, I didn't really um I was wondering how much damage it did because I had to keep in mind that Alti has no reason to hold back against Otama or anyone else here. She's truly a villain, you know what I'm saying? Especially when you consider the fact that her little brother just got destroyed by Big Mom. So apparently it seems that she hit the living hell out of Tama. Tama really seemed to be down because Nami Nami's getting cursed out basically by Usopp in the first page. He's like, yo, Nami, what are you thinking? We gotta go. Because Ulti's definitely gonna get up again. And Tama... He even says flat out, he says this, he says that the attack that Tama took looked vicious, right? And Nami shows a lot of bravery this chapter. And we always knew that Nami wasn't, you know, you know that Nami's not a punk, especially when it comes to kids and stuff like that. Like, sure, that's her gag, but she really is about the life that she's about. And Nami just says flat out, like, look, she's going to chase after us either way. But the main thing that, sh- that should happen right now is that she should pay for what she did to Tama. And Nami prepares her Tornado Tempo, and you have some fodder in the background talking shit. They call Nami a cheerleader. And Nami tosses the Tornado Tempo. It misses Alti, but it destroys, like, all of the fodder in the background. We also forget sometimes just how big of an attack the Tornado Tempo is. And considering that was Nami's, like, finishing move in part one... The fact that she can get that attack off like, you know, like it's nothing these days, it's actually a lot of growth for Nami. Alti gets out of the way. And here's the thing, right? And I'm kind of glad that what happened next in this chapter happened next, because if it didn't, I don't think we'd be able to see a clean fight with Nami and Usopp, page one, Alti later. So what happens next is that Alti easily, you know what I'm saying, gets out of the way of Tornado Tempo. And I thought that would be obvious considering her speed. And she catches Nami in her, um, you know, hybrid Pachyocerasaurus form. I hope I said that right. And she catches Nami. She's like, well, finally, I can pulverize your skull. And she rears back to knock Nami's head off. And Big Mom comes in with a counterattack called Mazer Cannon. It's a combination attack with Napoleon, Prometheus, and Hera. And it shot right through all team. Right through. First of all, Big Mom's aim is on point, And it should not be questioned. Second of all, of the Yonko so far that we've seen, I think she has shown the most versatility as far as attack potency is concerned. You know, from the elemental attacks to what she'll probably end up doing physically. You know, I just think Big Mom's been really, really impressive. And after she shoots this freezer-like beam through Nulty's through Nolte, Oh my gosh. After she shoots this freezer-like beam through Alti's stomach, we see a couple of the father like reacting. And we see Prometheus, Napoleon, and Hera all talking to each other. Prometheus is going crazy. He's like, you know, look, we did it, we did it. And Kaido's people looking around like, yo, she just blasted Lady Alti. And Big Mom says, yeah, well, that's what you get for hurting Otama. And I couldn't tell on page on page six, I couldn't tell on the bottom left if that was Ulti or another one of the characters saying, hey, weren't we supposed to be in an alliance with her? Because I guess for a lot of people on the floor that are thinking they're just in an alliance with Big Mom, seeing this would be really, really jarring. Now, Big Mom is definitely chaos incarnate as far as this war is concerned. Like, wherever she is, she seems to turn the energy completely on the dime. That's a good thing, but it can also be a bad thing considering where she may end up if nobody's here to stop her. You know. By the way, if anybody's wondering when I'm eating, I have some uh, mochi that I bought. That's really good. My first time having it. Got it from the H Mart around here. Hope I'm not chewing in your ears. So we get on with the chapter. Nami's running and she notices that Zeus is over there seeing everything going on with Big Mom and her new homies, right? And I give Oda eternal credit for making us care about this cloud, right? And it's been some time. People have had a chance to absorb this chapter. I've had a chance to absorb this chapter. And the stuff that happened with Zeus here I actually think was great, and I think everybody's right for how they feel. There's some people that are like, oh, well, you know, I wasn't that emotionally attached to Zeus. Okay, well, I think you have to remember that Zeus, Big Mom, and characters like that really are here because they're supposed to show us different sides of Big Mom herself, right? Big Mom, for better or worse, made Zeus. Zeus is a part of her soul. Big Mom even tells him, like, yo, if you think you're just gonna leave me and keep a piece of my soul, that would make you nothing more than a soul thief, right? And when Zeus sees Nami running past him, he, he, he gets chipper because he understands that Nami's one of the only people to ever be nice to him. And I guess it brings back fond memories considering he's looking at Nami right after looking at, you know, Hera, his replacement, Palling around with his mom and his original friends. So Big Mom notices him and goes, oh, so that's who you are, Zeus. Zeus comes over trying to play it off, saying, you know, sorry, I'm late. And Prometheus jumps right into action. And there's a lot of people that don't understand or they're kind of upset with Prometheus for how mean he's being to Zeus. And you have to keep in mind that the Big Mom pirates, they're kind of um, they're kind of righteous in why they feel the ways that they feel especially when we're talking in this scenario. Because Prometheus says straight out, yo, you left mama to die, Zeus. And they do care about big mom, it's obvious. Big mom is their mother. The big mom pirates are fighting for their mother. You know, in these scenarios, if they don't win, their mother dies. And I think we all know how we feel about our own. So Prometheus is 100% right when he says, you left mama to die. And Prometheus could be talking about on the roof. He also could be talking about when he left Big Mom in Whole Cake Island. You know what I'm saying? Prometheus is correct. Zeus basically just betrayed Big Mom. You know? So when we take into account our sympathy that we're having for this character right now, he was wrong because he did betray. So... Zeus is going through this whole thing, like, you know, Mama, why, why, why would you why would you allow this to happen? And the thing that Big Mom is allowing to happen is that Big Mom ordered Hera to eat Zeus. You know what I'm saying? Call back to Mother Caramel and everything that happened there. And Zeus, of course, can't understand. he can't understand it, right? And Big Mom and her rage, well, not really a rage, Big Mom and her terrifyingness. She reaches over for Tama, picks Tama up away from Usopp and Nami with the swiftness, by the way. I would have thought that Nami and Usopp had run a little bit further away than they had. And she puts Tama on her shoulder and she tells Tama, all right, you stay here. Those people are the straw hats. They're a bunch of wicked pirates. This line on page, this line on page on page 10, I think is going to be really important for the future. And the fact that it was the precursor page to page eleven, I think is actually really important, because when you look at it, right, in the same panel, the bottom right, you have one on page ten where Big Mom is saying to Tom, you stay right there." Those people are the straw hats. They're a bunch of wicked pirates. The thing with Big Mom and the straw hat pirates in general is that Big Mom has had nothing but misunderstanding after misunderstanding after misunderstanding with the Straw Hats. Misunderstandings that if they were cleared up, I think could make them friends. I think there's a lot that Big Mom doesn't know about the Straw Hats because of what Luffy did for the, for the people of Fishman Island. And because of the situation that Sanji ended up in, in Whole Cake Island, it's probably a lot of There's probably a lot of talking that could have happened that hasn't happened already. But once it did, I think it would smooth things over. And I've been saying on the podcast for a minute that I think Big Mom is a lot more like Luffy than she is any of the other Yonko that we've seen so far. And she's kind of been Luffy's guiding light through the new world as far as the emperors are concerned. She's been with Luffy every step of the way, whether it was chasing him, being somebody that he had to watch out for big mom has been very 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 present you know what i'm saying she's been a very present force so i'm curious to what is going to do with that but the reason why i brought up where the panel was placed is because on page 11 now you have to remember big mom thinks a certain way about the Hat pirates right big mom is about to attack nami and zeus is still being eaten and Zeus says i'm going to rebel for the first and last time at least i can make it up to one person as i die and for some reason right there was something that caught me about these panels you know what i'm saying that they shared the same space on different pages because you have one on page on page 10 with big mom calling the straw hats wrongfully evil pirate, showing her misunderstanding of them, right? Then you have a piece of Big Mom's soul that's about to give itself up to save a straw hat. And I wonder if that's some subtle foreshadowing for what we're going to see as far as the conclusion of Big Mom's story here in One Piece, because I really do believe there's an opportunity for Luffy to be the person to reinstill some hope in the Big Mom. Now, Page 13, or no, page 12, I'm, I apologize. Page 12 actually has one of the most menacing Big Mom scenes, I think, because Zeus is already, you know what I'm saying, he's not doing so hot. And then Big Mom just like sucks stuff his soul out, throws it over to Hera. She eats it, Nami tries to save Zeus, like, she gets the climb attacked in Hera's mouth. I don't know if that'll do anything. And Big Mom, you know, after Hera eats the black balls or whatever, Nami, Usopp, they see they see that Hera just finished eating Zeus, and I guess they're getting a look at whatever power Zeus gave um, Hera's, Hera's power-up. And... <laughs> Old Tama jumps from where Big Mom put her, right back to where Usopp and Nami were. And Big Mom says something that, again, just really got me. She says, I hate it when people leave me. I have to kill them. And she goes in to attack Usopp, Nami, and Otama. And her attack is, of course, Stop My Kid. He comes in with Pump Gibson, smashing on the ground. Big Mom shakes it off. She sees Kid, Kid goes to the whole get lost right, she's mine. And look, fam, I hope Kid has a good showing. Big Mom's going to kick his ass. I'm sorry, this is what I think. But then we get back to the rooftop. Then we get back to the rooftop. And when we get back to the rooftop, we find out what we already should have known. And that's that Luffy is not ready to fight Kaido one on one. He is not ready to go one-on-one with the Great One. I swear to God, I heard The Rock literally saying that as I read this chapter. Because you see, Kaido, and it starts out really menacingly. I can't wait to see how the anime does this. But it starts out with Kaido saying, the outcome is obvious. You gain the powerful weapon and let it go to your head, boy." Human beings don't give up hope, no. They can't give up hope. That's the problem. It's been a long time since I got worked like this. I failed. I should have simply cut off your head and announced my victory to everyone. And then on the final page, falling off of Oginishima, we see Luffy still in the sandals. That's how you know he's alive. Falling off, beaten in Kaido-san because now they'll keep believing that you're going to win won't they and the next chapter comes out may 30th ladies and gentlemen i give chapter 1013 a nice 7 out of 10 i like the action you know what i'm saying the things that happened with Zeus were a little bit um they became more interesting after the chapter was read if that makes sense like for me i thought it was one of those things that shows shut that nah, let me get my english together I thought it was one of those things that shows some subtle foreshadowing for Big Mom's character that's really needed. I think she'll end up a lot more like Zeus by the end of this arc than she will anyone else. And I think it's going to be a part of her redemption. Luffy looks like he's falling into the ocean. That's where Big Mom is going to fall. So that's why I'm assuming Luffy's going to fall. I think Luffy's going to fall into the ocean. Now, here's where the headcanon comes in. Here's where it gets a little wacky. Who's going to save Luffy? now here are the residing parties we have momonosuke who could turn into a dragon i don't think momonosuke is going to turn into a dragon as that would make the scene a little bit too hot for him right now you know what i'm saying that would kind of blow his cover and take him away from his protection and considering the fact that luffy's out cold luffy wouldn't provide too much attention so that's the first thing the second thing is that people people say yamato might save luffy i just don't see how that's possible as Yamato's on her way up to the roof, which probably means she has to go back inside. If she could fly, she probably would just fly up there. And since she hasn't done that yet, since she didn't fly Momonosuke around, I don't think that's an option. But here are some options that could work. The Big Mom Pirates. The Big Mom Pirates definitely could work. The Heart Pirates, Law's Crew. They, they should be following Onigashima in the submarine. That could work. Who could be some wild cards though? Who could be some wild cards that could save Luffy from the sea? Well, it would have to be somebody that was at least already at sea the last time we saw them. Like maybe a Capone Gang Beige. Or Maybe it could be somebody else. We've already seen so many factions show up to Wano already. We've seen so many factions show up to Wano already. We've seen the CP agents. We've seen pirates. We've seen Big Mom's pirates. We got the samurai from the past. We got... Big Mom and Kaido, both members of the Rocks Pirates, former members of the former Rocks Pirates. We got ex drake a member of S.W.O.R.D. So who else could possibly show up here to save Luffy? There's a part of me that thought Rouge, man, because, you know, Rouge can fly. But then I was like, no, it has to be somebody that's seen, somebody that could shake up the story. Nico, who the hell is it? I don't know who's going to say Luffy, but here's my wild card guess. And you know, I only want this to happen because I want it to happen. But if I'm remembering right, there's a certain Marine that the last time that we checked, they were already at sea. And I'm talking about GARP. GARP is connected to the Rocks Pirates incident. I liken this arc to a lot of things, but it feels like Water Seven. You know what I'm saying? It feels a mix between like Water Seven, Emmy's lobby, with with elements of thriller bark rolled into it. So for me I have a feeling that if Luffy gets saved by anybody who's not a known party that we already know to be in or around Wano country, I think that person could be Garp. That's who I wanted to be. So we'll see. But yeah, I give this chapter a 7 out of 10. I love the stuff with... um nami and ulti i thought everything made sense the mazer cannon to ulti's stomach i thought that was a dope attack do i think ulti and page one down for the count i mean it all depends on how durable the dinosaur zones are if they are down for the count i don't think i'd mind that i'd just be curious to see who the other who the other opponents for usap and nami will become for this arc but that's going to do it for this episode, ladies and gentlemen. If you enjoyed, then please, please, please won't you leave a review for the podcast on iTunes. Give us five stars if you think we're worth five stars. If you want to talk to me, you can hit me at the One Piece of Mind Podcast at gmail.com. Let me know your thoughts and opinions. The next video, well, not next video, the next episode of the podcast will be coming out tomorrow. And I'm going to be talking about the Seboody Archipelago arc and how it was um, characterized in the anime. So thank you guys so much for listening to the One Piece of Mind podcast. I've been your host, Nico White, and this has been One Piece of My. This episode is brought to you by Voodoo Ranger. It's beer. It's hoppy, trend-setting, innovative, served with a little sarcasm, just like Paper House Network. Paperhouse Network is hoppy? Uh, yeah? It's like beer for your ears. Get yourself a Voodoo Ranger!